Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is Friday of the 25th week in Ordinary Time. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, who founded all the commands of your sacred law upon love of you and of our neighbour. Grant that by keeping your precepts, we may merit to attain eternal life. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Ecclesiastes. There is a season for everything, a time for every occupation under heaven. A time for giving birth, a time for dying, a time for planting, a time for uprooting what has been planted, a time for killing, a time for healing, a time for knocking down, a time for building, a time for tears, a time for laughter, a time for mourning, a time for dancing, a time for throwing stones away, a time for gathering up, a time for embracing, a time to refrain from embracing, a time for searching, a time for losing, a time for keeping, a time for throwing away, a time for tearing, a time for sowing, a time for keeping silent, a time for speaking, a time for loving, a time for hating, a time for war, a time for peace. What does a man gain for the efforts that he makes? I contemplate the task that God gives mankind to labour at. All that he does is at for time, but though he has permitted man to consider time in its wholeness, man cannot comprehend the work of God from beginning to end. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Blessed be the Lord, my rock. Blessed be the Lord, my rock. Blessed be the Lord, my rock. He is my love, my fortress. He is my stronghold, my saviour, my shield, my place of refuge. Blessed be the Lord, my rock. Lord, what is man that you care for him? Mortal man, that you keep him in mind. Man who is merrily a breath, whose life fades like a passing shadow. Blessed be the Lord, my rock. Alleluia, alleluia. 
the Son of Man came to serve and to give his life as a ransom for all. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. One day when Jesus was praying alone in the presence of his disciples, he put this question to him. Who do the crowds say I am? And they answered, John the Baptist, others Elijah, and others say one of the ancient prophets come back to life. But you, he said, who do you say I am? It was Peter who spoke up. The Christ of God, he said. But he gave them strict orders not to tell anyone about this. The Son of Man, he said, is destined to suffer grievously, to be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes, and to be put to death, and to be raised up on the third day. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, Quoleth in the book of Ecclesiastes is up to his old tricks again. He's continuing on with a theme from yesterday, the theme of vanity, of things just not having substance in themselves. Listen to this. There's a season for everything, a time for every occupation under heaven. A time for giving birth, a time for dying, a time for planting, a time for uprooting what's been planted. You know, you hear that there's a time for one thing and then a time for its opposite, and it all just kind of rotates, rotates, rotates. Now, I think that's something important because in our modern mindset, we have a pretty linear understanding of time. Um, We have kind of running through our veins this idea that time is heading towards a climax, a culmination, that there's a steady rate of growth that makes everything better and better and better. I mean, look at technology, for example. We don't expect the new models of, you know, laptops and iPhones to be worse than the ones before. That, you know, we've kind of peaked and now we're going down the curve. No, things are getting better. Things are always improving. Our knowledge is always expanding. And so, you know, I think we need to recognize that the modern mindset really does have that fundamental attitude that things are improving. But that wasn't really the ancient conception. You know, the ancient conception of time was much more cyclical. And you can understand why, I suppose. I mean, everything goes round in circles. The sun goes round in circles. Well, at least as they understood it, you know, the sun would go round the earth, would trace its path from one side to the next, and that marked out a day. Then we can see that the moon goes through its phases, it expands and it contracts, uh, and that denotes a month. And then with the passing of seasons, we can see spring, summer, autumn, winter gives rise to a whole new cycle of spring, summer, autumn, winter. And that reality really kind of grabs Quoleth. And it sort of brings him back to his original theme about vanity. Well, if everything's really going around in circles, what are we actually doing? What's the point if where we're going to end up is where we started? Now, I I think given that we have this, you know, sort of mental bias towards progress, you know, I think we can have the illusion that we're we're getting ahead. But I think Quoileth would go, yeah, but in what sense? In a personal sense, you actually don't accomplish anything. 
in the intervening gap between you know the end of yesterday's reading and the beginning of ours, um, Koalith looks at the question of work. It's like, okay, well, what, what's your work accomplished for you? You end up dead. Uh, and, you know, he also says, well, all the pleasure that you've managed to cram into your life, where does that take you? Well, to the grave. So again, you know, we're kind of on this bit of a, a, a dour kick. But Quoileth, you know, the one who's speaking in the book of Ecclesiastes, he's not saying that life is meaningless. I think that's really important. While, while he starts to undercut so many of these fundamental aspects of our life from which we derive meaning, really all he's doing is exposing the light and showing the vanity of you know, so much of what we set ourselves to. And he goes, well, where does meaning actually derive from? And this is the turning point. Look at this. He says, What does a man gain for the efforts that he makes? I contemplate the task that God gives mankind to labor at. All that he does is apt for its time. But though he has permitted man to consider time in its wholeness, man cannot comprehend the work of God from beginning to end. All right, let's unpack that a little bit. We've gone through this whole litany of there being a time for something and then a time for its opposite. Time for giving birth, time for dying, time for planting, time for uprooting what's been planted, time for killing, time for healing, blah, 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 right? Well, I don't mean like blah, 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 but you know, you know what I mean, etc., etc., etc. You then get the question, well, what does man gain for the efforts that he makes? And, you know, that harks back to what Quoileth has been saying this whole time. Well, if you die... And you have to leave all your money to other people who didn't lift a finger in order to earn it. And so, well, what, what have you gained? The very thing that you were seeking to bring about by means of your work, which is, you know, your wealth, um, that's gone to someone else. You know, he sort of goes back to that original thing. But then he says, I contemplate the task that God gives mankind to labor at. Ah, Now something has been introduced that's new. A task that God gives us to labor at. Now it's not just a question about, well, what are we busy with and what are our plans and our projects? And when we set about our plans that, you know, they actually come to nothing because, well, what's the point when you're dead? Well, what if God is the one who gives you the task? What if you're accomplishing his purpose? What if the time which he gives you is actually governed by him? That the time for being born and the time for dying, the time for planting and the time for uprooting what has been planted, the time for killing and the time for healing, that, that all of these are in fact God's time. And so Quoileth gives that next line, all that he does is apt for its time. So what do we do? We work in the days that God has created. The rotation of the earth around the sun is not simply an expression of repetition and futility, but in fact becomes the space in which we accomplish what God has given us to do. The repeating cycles of the moons which mark out our months these become important markers that, you know, especially in the um, Israelite tradition, marked out the liturgical feasts and the worship of God. Um, but then the coming of the, 
seasons. You know, so much of that dictates our work that, okay, summer, autumn, winter, spring, yeah, it, it, it repeats, but it also determines when we plant and when we reap and harvest, and it's all in God's hands. And so Quoboleth says, all that he does is apt for its time. It's fitting, right? And it's at that point that Quoboleth adds something new again. Listen to this. Though he has permitted man to consider time in its wholeness, man cannot comprehend the work of God from beginning to end. Ah, now we find out what we human beings are like. We can see time in its entirety. Kind of. We can look back in the past and see history. We can use our imaginations and look towards the future. And we live in the present. God has permitted man to consider time in its wholeness. A bit like him, but also unlike him. Because though we can take a broader perspective on time, we can't comprehend the work of God from beginning to end. And yet we do see past and future. That's not nothing. That we can see a trajectory in history, that, that things aren't simply on a repeat cycle. We're not just in a tumble dryer going over and over and over again. No, no, no. What's being accomplished in the world is God's purpose, God's plan. There's a time for everything under the sun. And while there's this cyclical motion, there is at the same time also progress, that we're moving forward, that you know, great Julia Gillard line. So here's the beginning of the answer to Quoileth's question. He's looking for what's truly meaningful in life. Uh, and, you know, here's the beginning of the answer. It's like, okay, well, if you set about your own plans and projects, everything's going to come apart because you're going to die. But in the midst of the repetition of daily life is God's plan that he's given a time for everything. A time for our birth, a time for our death. He's given a time for us to accomplish his work and his plan. And here's the bit we need to be humble. Man cannot comprehend the work of God from beginning to end. But we can trust and we can know that God is actually accomplishing something in the world and working with me in order to accomplish it. And there comes the source of the meaning of my life. Now, let's try and translate this wisdom into language that Jesus might use. How about this? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.